You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Entertainment Network. The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or philosophies of the PFC Entertainment Network or any of the affiliates that make this show possible. This show has also been rated M for mature audiences only. Bueller. Bueller. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Now don't call me Shirley. Nobody can stay here. I'll be back. Wax on. Wax off. Go ahead. Make my day. Sweep the leg. Here, here. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. This is Power Trippin' Through the 80s with Jason Klaus and Sean Grugel on the PFC Entertainment Network. Hello everybody, welcome to Power Trippin' Through the 80s here on the PFC Entertainment Network along with Sean Grugel. I'm Jason Klaus. We certainly appreciate you tuning in this week as we do each and every week. And, each uh, week. Each week. Uh, how's things over in the fine metropolis of Holly, Michigan, my friend? Well, the sun's shining, and that's about it, man. It's it's cold outside still, and but we're just one more step closer to spring. It's like we're we're in that gray area. What do they call it? False spring. Like the snow's melting, but you go outside, you're sure not wearing shorts or Crocs. That's for damn sure. Well, so. p- people with common sense don't. <laughs> I uh what are you I, trying to say? I was wearing Crocs at the bar Saturday night. <laughs> well, you know, I took my kids out out to lunch on Sunday afternoon and I went and picked them up and it was the sun was out, but it was still pretty cold out and both of them come walking out with Crocs on. Austin's got got pajama pants on and I'm like do you, are we not getting dressed today or like we're going out in public? He's like, this is what we do now. This is, and, and Liberty, all of 10 years old. It's a trend, dad. All right. Then I guess I'll just shut the fuck up about all of it. And as long as you guys are comfy and this is what it is, I'm here for it. But, so, uh, wait, yeah. we, 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 we go out in our pajamas now. Apparently. Well, I sleep in the nude, so I'm getting arrested. So. <laughs> I appreciate that visual. Thank you very much. But I will yeah. wear my Crocs, though. They're comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the weather's going to be kind of a roller coaster in the next you know, few days. We're going up to the 40s and then to the 50s and back down into the upper 30s. It's like, holy shit. Figure out which way we're going to go. But as, of, yeah. as we're recording this, I guess we're like 29 days away from the first day of spring. 
Um, St. Patrick's Day is on is on the horizon. We've got the Hallmark holiday in the rear view, thank God. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of things happening. And, and this is that time of year where like, I get frustrated because there's not a lot of shit going on. <coughs> because, you know, we're... I'm a sports guy. I, that's how I kind of gear my seasons is towards what sports happening. We're in that weird. I mean, aside from the NHL, which I do follow NBA. I do not um, college basketball. I don't really start paying attention until here in a few weeks when March madness becomes a thing, but man, I'm so ready for baseball. Like the super bowls here and gone, but I am so ready for baseball season. And uh, th- this is that part of the year where there's not a lot of shit happening, and I'm annoyed by it. Uh, but thank God we got WrestleMania season happening right now, so there is that. I'm trying to make sense out of all of this this year, but you can hear more about that uh, tomorrow on the hot tag. On <laughs> the hot tag. Man, I'm sitting there just dwelling on this whole Crock socks in my cock. <laughs> oh man! Oh no! That's too son of a bitch. And my cock. Um. <laughs> Why do I feel like there's going to be a rooster on that on this particular design? <laughs> gonna have to be, man. Um, this whole sports thing for me. This time of year, you know, I'm I'm geared up, like I said, for WrestleMania, and you know, we we could talk more about that on the hot tag, but you know, sports. What the hell is that noise? Sports for me right now is nothing but trying to clean up the yard and get ready for summer. Now, you know, once this thaw hits, and you know, at least I at least I think Power Slap's still on TV, so I can watch that. I don't know. Jesus Christ, you you call that a sport, do you? <laughs> no, not at all. I, I just wanted to see if I can get a rise out of you still. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> at least it's still not on nationally syndicated television. You actually have to look for it to watch it now. Well, but, yeah, I I will not be, spoiler, I, I will not be looking for it. So uh, I don't know, man. That's one of those things where. Somebody had way too much time on their hands, too much time and too much resources. Um, I mean, I, I can I can see something of the entertainment value with that. But, you know, after the first couple, it kind of becomes monotonous. You know, you got to give you got to give me something here because I don't know. I love watching stupid people do stupid things. And when they get hurt, it makes it even funnier for me. So that's, oh well, then that's right up your wheelhouse, then. Yeah, um, you know, that, let's just say I don't scroll up when it comes across my TikTok feed. No. Oh, sidebar, real quick. Speaking yeah. of feed, and I know we're talking about the Burger Wars, but Sharon and I will be recording a dinner date for two tonight. We haven't done that in quite a while, so we did get our snack crate box, and I don't know where it's from, so we will have the grand reveal today. And, uh, yeah, so that's, like, exciting news for me because a fat guy gets to get fatter by eating some more shit. So happy about that. Well, hopefully it's something that's going to be decent. They have something in there that, that you're going to like and that she's going to like. And I'm curious, I'll, I'll be curious to, to see how that unfolds. 
you can certainly find one thing in the entire box. The damn thing costs like $30 a month. I think I'm going to cancel it. So. I was going to ask you, how, how long are you going to keep this thing rolling? Because there's only so many countries in the world that I would even entertain the idea of eating anything from there. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, okay. So we're going on a complete sidebar here. Let me complete tell you something about snack, snack Crate here. So Snack Crate, even though I'm a subscriber and they're sending me my monthly box, they put out special boxes. Like, I want the special boxes. I don't want the country gimmick. I want, Like, at Christmas time, they had a Christmas box. They didn't even give me the option to get the Christmas box. Uh, they have a, a Cadbury I love Cadbury chocolate. Is it like a whole box of it? Yes. Really? They wouldn't give me the option of getting that instead of the other country's box. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, Snack Crate. You can't give me the option. The only other option I got is gone. We will unsubscribe. These, uh, these subscription boxes have become a pretty popular thing. Like I, I was subscribed to what was called the slam crate that was actually put out by WWE. And I think that was, uh, in, in response to the pro wrestling crates, Oh, the uh, loot crates, the yeah. loot crates. Thank you. Well, they, it was powered by, by loot crate and, uh, they had some really cool things in there. It was an every other month su- subscription thing. I don't even know if, if they're doing them anymore. And I had to look at finances at one point, like, well, this is the, the first thing that has to go because how many wrestling, t- you know, shirts do I really need? Because, you know, everyone came, every box had a, had a shirt in it. But, man, they had some some cool themes, you know, like one was all 80s or one was animal lovers. So you got like a British bulldog and junkyard dog and Coco beware shit in there. So it was, um, I, I appreciate the the subscription boxes, but it does get to be too much after a while. So, well, and we would get to snack crate. We would take a bite or two off of each item and then shit can them nine times out of 10. We wouldn't even eat the whole loot crate. We would just do it to record and, you know, ah, oh, we're cool. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, some of the shit that they would send you is just fucking gross, dude. I, it's like, I had this shit today. If they, I'm surprised they didn't send it in a loot crate. It was called Hint Water. Have you seen this? I know of Hint Water, yes. Yeah, so uh, they were giving them away in the break room. I should have known. I should have known when we were giving shit away for free. I'm like, oh, oh, cherry. I love cherry. We're go- not Eric Cherry. I'm talking about the flavor cherry. I have <laughs> no feelings whatsoever for Eric Cherry, Mr. Roboto. Um, but um, I, I grabbed this cherry hint. And I took a sip of it, and I'm like, you're right. I do taste a hint of cherry behind the shit that tastes like stagnant water. Yeah. That shit was just gross, dude. Yeah. You know, it, it it's disappointing when when you see something that's got packaging on it that is very enticing. You know, because they can make make the label look all pretty and stuff. You're like, ooh, I am interested in this. You know, and as somebody that pays attention now, like I read labels and and all that stuff to to see well, what I'm consuming. 
and you think, okay, well, this stuff is good for you. It's going to have a, you know, it's going to have like flavored waters and things of this nature, which is what gravitated me towards it. And much like you, man, I, I, I bought one, I popped it open, I'm all excited, I'm thinking that it's going to be one thing, and it is the polar opposite. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's kind of a mind fuck, really, because that, that, that disappointment really overrides, you know, then you're mad about it. Because I wasted money on this, and it tastes like shit. Well, that's why I was glad it was free, but I should have yeah. known, like I said, they were giving it away. But I will tell you something, though. I, I did bring up the Cadbury box from Snack Crate. I bought a Cadbury cream egg three box set today. Yeah. Three dollars for God's sakes. Expensive. Jesus. Is that where we're at now? Yeah, but I'm like, I you know, I, I want one of these things. And I haven't had a Cadbury cream egg since I was knee high to a grasshopper, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, okay, so I bit into it. And they are not the same. No. They, no. Like, when I was a kid, when you'd been into it, man, that shit would run down your chin, and you'd have Cadbury cream egg all over the place. This is like sugar-filled chocolate anymore. Like, yeah. a, a gooey, sugary... Quadell would kick my ass for eating that shit, I'm telling you. But I I, I did eat all three of Q. I, <laughs> <laughs> I do feel guilty about it, but damn it, I spent three bucks on them. But, I mean, yeah. get, for real, that's it's stupid. Yeah, and they're not the same. So stay away from the Cadbury cream eggs. If, if you had those in the eighties, <laughs> stay away from them. They're not the same. I was when you as soon as you said Cadbury, that is the first thing that popped in my mind was the bunny rabbit that was. Uh, you know that sounded like like a chicken and, and and all that. It was especially around around the Easter time, you know, because that's that was the ad that that I remember and everybody loves Cadbury eggs and blah blah Dude, blah. We should just forget the burner wars and turn this into the Easter episode, like right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when is he? Oh, well, we still have a little bit of time. Easter's not till the end of March this year. Okay, you know what? Why is it? <laughs> yes, here we go. Why okay, forget is the murder wars, everyone. This is the Easter episode right now. <laughs> I want to know why. And I and I know there's going to be somebody that chimes in on this, and I know there's this is going to become, it's going to attempt to become a, a religious a, a conversation, but why is it that Easter is the one holiday that is never designated to one specific day or one specific week. It is all over the goddamn place. One year it'll be in the middle of March. The next year it's in the end of April. It's it's frustrating when you're trying to figure out when these major holidays are. And like for Christmas and Halloween and Thanksgiving and St. Patrick's Day. Like these are all during designated days or weeks during the year. Easter is all over the place. Really Why is. is that? You know, I don't know. It's, uh, I was trying, like, I remember when my parents moved to Alabama, my wife's birthday was the same week as Easter. And I was like, oh, how cool would that be? Celebrate Sharon's birthday in Alabama with my parents and then cook a big Easter dinner with them. Mm-hmm. 
Well, then the next year, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the same thing. I'll take the vacation week of Sharon's birthday. We'll have a big Easter celebration. No, uh-uh. That ain't what happened. You know, my my stupid logic went right out the window. And, and, and that's what we're going to call it, stupid logic. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I, was Easter a big thing for you when you were a kid? When I was a kid, it was, you know, like most everything else, like my mom went above and beyond for anything like that. You know, she wanted to make sure that my brother and I had good holidays. Valentine's Day was no exception. You know, she always got us something for for Valentine's Day. All three of us, like me, Jeff and my dad. Um, Easter was, uh, you know, some some years were. You know, they were a bigger deal than others. But and I feel like as I got older, the emphasis wasn't so much on it. I mean, there was always something. Make no mistake about it. She made us Easter baskets. And, you know, some years she would hide them. Other years she would not. Um, but, you know, most specifically during the, you know, mid-80s when we were younger, yeah, I, I remember Easter being being a big thing. Easter dinner, you know, was a very anticipated meal at that Easter, point. Easter bunny at the mall? Easter pictures with the Easter bunny? I never did that. No? I never. Not. I mean, it wasn't until I was an, an adult and me and my buddies would go up to Genesee Valley Mall all fucked up and go... <laughs> And go have our pictures taken with the Easter Bunny. And, and <laughs> poor dude, you know, he's sitting there on his, his little chair. And there's these two dudes over six feet tall, over 200 pounds, one on each knee. But they made they made for, for funny-ass pictures. But as a kid, I don't remember being that, that being a thing. But I made damn good and sure my kids went and seen the, the Easter Bunny for sure. When I was a kid... My uncle would take us to go see the Easter Bunny for some weird reason. I don't think my dad was all into the whole Easter thing. Mm-hmm. But I remember going to the mall, and there would be a train ride going around the display where the Easter Bunny was. Yeah. And you would take the train through the Easter egg trees and the flowers and, you know, the whole spring panorama type bullshit. And then when you were done with the train ride, you arrived at the Easter Bunny station, and... The Easter Bunny wouldn't say a fucking word to you, and you just go over there and take pictures. Don't know why we visited the Easter Bunny, because you weren't talking to him. He wasn't talking to you, but damn it, it was the Easter Bunny. Let me ask you this in terms of the Easter Bunny. Has has the Easter Bunny always been a psychedelic thing? And, and what, I mean, what I mean by that is any Easter bunny that either I had taken my kids to or that I had even gone and seen motherfuckers got bloodshot eyes. Or the <laughs> eyes are, are, um, red rum eyes. Yeah. So, I mean, there's something going on there because they're not clear and they're not white They're You know, there's some sort of gimmick going on and it makes me wonder. And I remember th- thinking what, when I was younger, why are the Easter bunny's eyes multicolored? Like the where the white parts of them are, they're like uh, not like tie dye, but I mean, there's something happening there. And then you start diving into the whole Easter Bunny gimmick. And is the is the did the Easter Bunny become a thing 
on the outskirts or in the aftermath of a bad trip, like through Alice in Wonderland or or something. Somebody listened to too many Pink Floyd albums, I feel like. And it, and this is and I realize the Easter Bunny thing has become was way before Pink Floyd become a thing. I I understand that, but like, what was it that you take the the, the premise of what Easter is supposed to be, and that is the celebration of the resurrection of Christ, and obviously a very religious thing, right? But now. At some point or another, the time continuum splits. <laughs> You've got one side of the equation that is dialed in on the resurrection of Jesus Christ and all of the religious overtones. And then on the polar opposite side of that spectrum, it's all about this fictitious character in the form of a giant rabbit. How does this become a thing? Now I and and again I know if I sat here and actually did research, actually went into the Google machine, I would find out all kinds of facts and figures and this and that and the other thing. But I didn't, you know. Well, first of all, we came in here thinking that we were going to be talking about the Burger Wars, but you know this the transition <laughs> to Easter, um, very organic. So I mean, we're just having a real conversation here. But don't you? I mean. Do you think the Easter Bunny gimmick was part of a bad trip or something along these lines? How does this become a thing? Because it was not as organic as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is for for Christmas. Um, I'm I'm I'm, I'm on the Google machine right now. And apparently, man, the Easter Bunny started way back in the 1700s over in Europe. You're kidding me. No, so obviously someone was on a bad trip back then. Um, the bunny, originally called Oyster Hoss, or Easter Hare, who lays huh. a nest of colorful eggs for well-behaved children, hails from Germany. The earliest known mention is a German text from 1572, um, and that text reads, Do not worry if the Easter Bunny escapes. Should we miss his eggs, we will cook the nest. Don't know what the hell that means, <laughs> bro. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so I mean, it looks like the original of the Easter egg hunt started back in the 1700s. Um. So back I always, then. Yeah, yeah. Um. I always the the whole Easter Bunny thing for me was, you know, I I tried taking my kids when they were little, and. I don't know how or why, but it was like they were smartened up to it. They were like, I'm not going to go sit with that thing. That's just a guy in a suit. Like, kind of like mall rats type deal. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Hunter, absolutely not would go take pictures with the Easter Bunny. Uh, I really think it was because the Easter Bunny suits. I mean, obviously, when you look at Santa Claus, he looks like a real person. Yeah. But when you look at the Easter Bunny... There's no fucking way that that's a real person. Oh, and, and something else hit me when you were talking about the psychedelic trip Easter Bunny. Do yeah. you remember coloring eggs in the 80s and you had that Dudley Easter Bunny Paz kid, I think it was, P-A-A-S, and his name was Dudley the Easter Bunny. And yeah. you want to talk about a psychedelic tripped out looking bunny, man. It was Dudley. 
I had not thought about that until you just like the pause thing, obviously, because that's become kind of like the brand, excuse me, for egg for Easter egg dye kits. And I can remember a couple of years where we dyed the eggs, but more often than not, we just, just yeah. <laughs> yep. Put that back up there real quick. Look, I mean, it looks like he's stoned that out anyway. That motherfucker is stoned out of his mind. Whoever came, <laughs> <laughs> whoever uh -oh. came up with with that with that marketing campaign was stoned themselves. It had to be, had to be the whole concept, the whole concept of the Easter Bunny. As I sit here and think about it in real time right now, because I've never really done a deep dive on it, but now that I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about it, you have a rabbit that lays eggs colored eggs hides them and <laughs> we're supposed to go look for them and then what what happens now i you know when my kids were of that age i we did not take real fucking eggs and hide them we had the plastic gimmicks that you know they they cracked open then you put your little candy or your quarters or what have you and then you hide them things so it makes me wonder, especially in Europe, in the night or in the 1700s, what were these motherfuckers on? What were they <laughs> doing? What were they doing? They came across the magic mushroom, not realizing what was, not realizing what was happening, and then the next thing you know, somebody's got the idea for this um, for for this gimmick now. You talk about the fictitious characters, and we made mention of Cupid last week in right. the Santa Claus movies, because there's, you know, in the Santa Claus movies, they have the, I can't remember what they called it, the League of Extraordinary Characters or what have you, but the Easter Bunny talks in that one, and it kind of creeped me out because, and, and I realized why now, because you said it earlier, the Easter Bunny never talked when when you would go see him. So why is he talking in real life? It just the whole concept of it is weird to me. And the and and I and I think that's why Easter as a whole, unless you are paying more attention to the religious side of it, is kind of a it's just a mind fuck, bro. It right. just really is. How many Easter specials? on tv do you remember like it wasn't like the second coming of jesus or jesus and nazareth or you know shit like that what was i i, re, I remember my mom watching those religious movies where they moved the big stone rock out of the way and oh there you know there's jesus and all his glory right but i i remember rankin and bass they did one called the easter bunny is coming to town and that you don't remember I've that? Seen, I've never seen it. Oh, that. yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, what Easter specials have I seen? And the only one that comes to mind is is Charlie Brown, the yep. the Easter Beagle. Easter Beagle. <laughs> I forgot about the Easter Beagle. Oh, man. Uh, you also had, uh, oh, shit, uh, the Bugs Bunny Easter special. Yeah. Yep. And yep. then... I think the other one was uh, Peter Cottontail. Here comes right. Peter Cottontail. 
hopping down the something trail. Hippity hoppity, Easter's on its way. <laughs> How many Easter carols are there? I just know of one. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's. That's the other thing. There's no Easter songs. There's no. There's no Easter's. I mean, not. There's no Easter. Spe- there's no Easter specials on the Hallmark Channel, my friend. That's that should be the first indication. Well, oh, I know man. you're going to have. <laughs> oh man! Oh, if people could have seen your face right then. I, I can see it now. Easter at the Holly Hotel. <laughs> we can make this. A thing. We can oh. make this a thing. We're no, pretty. Let, cr- let, no, we're let's pretty not make this a thing. Why? <laughs> let's not this make is this a thing. This is untapped market, my friend. We can sit here and tap into a market that nobody else is paying attention to. We're creative people. We can come up with all kinds of different storylines and characters, and we just have to follow the same premise like they do with the Christmas flicks. I got it. I got it. Girl girl moves from small town to big city, moves back home to be with her parents, Goes to church on Easter Sunday, sends her kids to go on the Easter egg hunt, and lo and behold, it's the boyfriend from Christmas pa- or Easter past. And there he is, dressed in the bunny suit when he takes the head off inside the church. And they fall in love again. But then her big city husband comes back into town, and there's a whole thing. And, and, and then he kills the small town boyfriend, and they bury him, and they bury him in a cave. And then 30 days later, they move the rock and, oh, there he is. See, you just sat here and and gave the whole premise to a movie. It writes itself. You just have to fill in the blanks, fill in the dialogue. Oh, man. Easter, Easter church, church on Easter. Did you, did you ever go to Easter services? Oh, one time, one time. Yeah, I think it was like 2000, 2001. I went, I went with my mom. Okay. Yep. One, there was one Easter day she wanted to go to church, and and I went with her. Um, I went one time myself. My mom was pissed. What do you mean? Why? Well, because she went and she bought me new Easter clothes. Mm-hmm. Well, they had an Easter egg hunt. Mm, you think oh. I'm gonna let those little bastards get those eggs before me? Hell, I was sliding like I was going into home base, buddy. There you <laughs> I got all done. Grass stains from my kneecaps to my asshole, you know, and mama wasn't very happy with me. So we never went back. <laughs> Let me tell you, I you know, I'm I'm this is something I'll probably get heat for, but low key, but be that as it may. I uh you know what always excited me about Easter? Uh, you know, in in more recent years, is the fact that it was around that time that uh, they would bring out the new dress clothes for for the year for the season. You know, your shirts and ties, and I'm talking about for like for kids. So Austin and I would go to the store and look and see what shirts and ties suits that they had available. And we would we would we would figure out what color or what um, what what kind of suits we were going to wear for the MWO Hall of Fame banquet that year. And then we would he would pick out what he would want, and then I would buy something to correspond with him or, or coordinate with him. 
And that's, and it only happened during Easter time. That's when they brought out all of the new shit. So he would pick out what color he wanted. And that's how I decided what I was wearing that, that year so that we kind of matched. And then Liberty would, of course, follow suit. And, and their mom didn't give a shit one way or the other. I mean, she dressed up. She, she took it seriously, but not as seriously as the three of us did because we had a color coordinate. <laughs> uh, I do remember buying my kids the Easter clothes and Hunter the little little suit with the suspenders and bow tie and Ashley her Easter dress with the big sun hat and rubber like the straw hat. Yeah. You know, but I don't know what kind of made Easter. What killed Easter for me is we were still living in Flint off of Stalker over there mm-hmm. by you. Yep. And the kids looked at me one year and they go, we don't want you to waste your money on Easter baskets anymore. We want presents. <laughs> <laughs> and I went ahead and I did it the first year. I went ahead and I think I, I bought them one or two gifts with a bag of jelly beans, a package of peeps and called it good. But then <laughs> after that, there was no more Easter at the house. But Gladys, the Shrek-in-law, lover to death, um, she continued to buy him Easter gifts. You know, the pre-made baskets with, like, the plastic toys in them. She did that for a couple years. But she tried to keep the whole mystique of the Easter bunny around. But my kids will tell you now, you know, I sure do miss it when Mamaw used to buy us a... Uh, Easter baskets. <laughs> the East, the okay, the concept of the Easter basket. Now people vary on this. There's like what you just said. There are there are those, and I know quite a few that this is another Christmas, and they treat it as such, and it it is a lot of gifts, you know. Um, other ones, it is your your candy, your colored eggs, your this, that, and the other thing. And then there's there's those that are hybrid. It's it's a little bit of both, you know. A couple of small gifts and a shit ton of candy. Um, did you when you were doing the Easter basket thing? Were you doing the more of the hybrid thing? Were you going out and getting the prepackaged thing? Because I'll be honest, the prepackaged thing. There's something so, I don't want to say disingenuous about it, but like there's no thought into it. It's like, oh, it's got Spider-Man on it. He likes comic books. There, done. No thought put, put into it whatsoever. Um, Sharon and I, we used to build our own baskets. I mean, keep in mind, though, when we built them, we you know, we were... I don't want to say we were pretty low income, but, you know, we were a one income family, so we had to be pretty thrifty with what we got. So a lot of Dollar Tree and Dollar General type things, you know, coloring books and crayons and uh, jump ropes, uh, sidewalk chalk was a big one. Anything that was spring related, we would put into the basket. Anything that was creative, we would put in the basket. And then we would add, of course, uh Jelly beans and some chocolates. Of course, peeps. Peeps were a staple. And uh, I, I I know, but the kids loved them. I know. You can shake your head all you want. 
they got some fire tasting peeps nowadays. I mean, they actually got flavors now, and they're actually pretty damn good. Look, I get it, but man, I don't know. I don't know if it's a consistency thing. I don't know. I just can't do them, brother. Like I couldn't do them then. I can't do them now. I can't stand them. Like there, there's certain things. There's a list of different candies that I just will not do. Peeps and black je- jelly beans are right at the top oh, of that list. Black jelly beans. So when I was a kid, my mom, God bless her heart, she she'd go all out for us on Easter. We'd wake up outside our rooms, and there would be Easter bunny prints. She would make them on paper. And there'd be a jelly bean trail. And we'd have to follow the jelly bean trail to our Easter baskets. And, I mean, Easter for my mom was a big deal. And But when we would follow the jelly bean trail, I would leave the black licorice jelly beans for my sister. Because <laughs> I hated those <laughs> sons of bitches. I, I feel bad. I mean, this is this is so 80s when I say this. My sister and I, we used to play hide-and-go-seek around the house a lot. That, that was our go-to when I wasn't playing baseball in the summertime. It was hide-and-go-seek, freeze tag, or Red Rover. Freeze and, tag and Red Rover. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. So we were playing. Obviously, it was too cold to play freeze tag or Red Rover. So we were playing hide-and-go-seek, and my parents had a water couch. Not a water bed, a water couch. And we, I, I decided to hide behind the water couch. Because obviously she's not moving to son of a bitch. It weighed 3,000 pounds full of water. Right. Well, lo and behold, what was behind the water couch? Mom hid the Easter baskets there before Easter. And I found them. Mm. And that ruined Easter from then on for my mom, because we knew that there was no such thing as the Easter Bunny anymore. And like I said, she would go all out for us, the footprints and jelly bean trails. and We would dye eggs the night before, and then we would eat egg salad for 15 days afterwards, you know, because we had so many damn dyed eggs. And she, and, and to her credit, uh, you know, we were, we were a government cheese family. Okay, we'll just put it like that. And she would buy the expensive dye kits. She would buy the shaken egg kits from Dudley for us. Uh, the ones where you would take the wax crayon, draw on it, and then dip it, and then your words or designs would come out. My mom loved Easter. Absolutely loved Easter. And then I had to go and find the baskets and ruin it for her. You asshole. <laughs> I am an asshole. <laughs> That is the mo- that is the ultimate heel thing to do. <laughs> well, it's not like you went out looking for it. You just you know. Yeah. Like, well, she I, she told us that the Easter Bunny dropped him off to hold on to him until Easter. Bless her and, heart. But you know, at that point, it was already too late. So. Right. Well, bless her heart for trying. Yeah. I, I can appreciate that for sure. I uh, you know. You look, you look at the concept of Easter, and when you compare it to the other holidays, putting it on the same level as Christmas, like it's you, it's close to it, but there's just so many aspects that of what makes Christmas what it is, 
and what makes Easter what it is and why Easter is kind of like that bastard stepchild. We, we, we've already mentioned there's not a lot of TV specials. There's not a lot of uh, songs, you know, or, you know, like not Christmas carols, but there, there's not a lot of songs about Easter. There's not a lot about anything about Easter, but at the same time, it is still a multi-billion dollar industry with, and I mean, take inflation out of the situation because everything is more expensive. You're going to spend more money nowadays, but I really feel like there's, uh, there's also that contingent of people that look at Easter as not necessarily as a holiday, but this is their, in their mind, the official kickoff to spring. This is what they are looking forward to. And, and, and what triggered that thought was the fact that you had said with your Easter baskets, there was a lot of spring-themed gifts in there, things that got you outside, the, your sidewalk chalk, your, your, your different balls and things of this nature, toys and things of, of, of that nature that enticed you to go outside to play with the bubbles. We used to get bubble wands. Oh my God, up. bubble wands! Jeez, and, you know that's for us. That's what a lot of of the gifts were when we were younger. Were things like that that forced us to, to, to go outside because back in the eighties, the weather pattern was more in sync to where it was supposed to be. Like it was, you know, during Easter time, coming in the spring, those temperatures were rising the way that they're supposed to. You know, all of our seasons were kind of in line. Every once in a while, you would get a rogue year where it would be warmer in the winter than it's supposed to, or on the other opposite end of that spectrum, we got dumped on with feet upon feet of snow. But uh, by and large, it really was looked upon as spring is here, Easter is the kickoff to it, So let, and everybody seemed to be in a better mindset because they knew we were coming out of the doldrums of of winter and, and and the depression and the cold and all that shit. People were clamoring to go outside, clamoring to be a part of the sunshine and the warmer weather and things of this nature. And I feel like, you know, that's well, what makes Easter unique is all depending on where you are, all depending on, you know, what you believe, what you feel. There is three different ways that people look at Easter, the religious side, the bunny side, and then just the kickoff to spring. And for us, we correlated that with baseball seasons here. You know, yeah. So a, a lot of uh, a lot of our Easter baskets in years gone by had baseball cards in them, baseballs, you know, things that actually got us to go outside and, and, and play with them. The old plastic hats, the old replica yeah. hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wiffle ball sets, wiffle yeah. balls in general. I mean, <laughs> it's just you know, it's such a you you look back on for us in our age group, our demographic, and it seems like the even no matter how you look at Easter. It was still, for us, it was a big damn deal. Even though there wasn't yeah. the, the holiday specials, 
on I, with the number that we have for everything else. But it was still, there's still a sense of magic to it. it. Maybe not on the same level as the other ones, but it was still very much there. And as we've sat here and talked about it here today, man, like I think back of the different things that my parents did to make Easter special and it really was a bigger deal than I gave it credit for. And it yeah. takes things like this to really put it in, in, in perspective. I really think Easter had more meaning, like when you go back to like the 30s, 40s, and 50s, because that's where the religion really was played a part in American society. Yeah. Uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, it was still a big deal because those parents and grandparents from the 50s and 60s, you know, it became like a family thing. You know, you went to Sunday, you went to Sunday services or Easter services, and then you would go to grandma and grandpa's house to have, you know, Easter dinner. I think the 80s was the last big decade for Easter because you don't see the commercials anymore, uh, the, the Easter specials. I think really, and let's go ahead and get political here. I think really when society started clamoring for taking religion out of schools, religion out of, you know, a, a lot of things, that that's when the Easter holiday really died. Uh, because, you know, let's face it, schools still celebrate Christmas. They celebrate Kwanzaa. They celebrate, you know, the 4th of July. They celebrate Halloween. But Easter, because it's more of an observance than a holiday, schools really don't anymore i mean i remember the schools having huge easter egg hunts when i was a kid they don't do that anymore oh. no no they certainly don't no it's kind of it's kind of a shame actually but easter you know even me being 50 years old because it's lost a lot of that the meaning i guess you could say you know my grandparents are gone i don't see my parents often anymore my kids never were interested in easter when it comes on the top five list of holidays in America, Easter barely breaks the top five. You know, for me, it would probably go uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween, Fourth of July, Easter. I feel like, uh, yeah, Christmas. Thanksgiving, Halloween, 4th of July. You can make an argument for, for St. Patrick's Day. You know, a lot of we're, people... We're bigger than St. Patrick's Day. I know we are. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that is something that I am going to hang my hat, and I'm not one that rests on our laurels, but that's something that I am going to hang my hat on for a long time. because. St. Patrick's Day is a big day. If you're an adult above the age of 21, St. Patrick's Day is a destination on, on your calendar. And the fact that we were bigger than that, you know, that that's a very proud moment for me personally. <laughs> I don't mind telling you. I think we're getting ready to come up on the one-year anniversary of the first power trip and through the 80s, 80s party here pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, we are. I'm wondering if we should probably do a part two. Well, St. Patrick's Day is March the 17th. 
Um, and I feel like our first 80s party was two weeks after that, I okay. feel like. Um, because I remember being there for St. Patrick's Day. Like, damn, this is... And I hadn't been in a bar on St. Patrick's Day, and I don't know how long. And then when we did the 80s thing, and it was elbows and assholes in there, it was like, wow, we really... <laughs> We captured lightning in a bottle on on this one. So I am hey, I'm all about doing the uh part. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I don't know if I'm setting myself up for disappointment because I would really hate to March twenty fourth is when our eighties party was. I'll be damned. So what uh, day does that fall on this year? Uh, is let's that take a, a look. That's gonna be a Sunday this year, isn't it? I feel like it would be. Um, St. Patrick's Day is the 17th. So, yeah. the tw- all right, yeah, but that would be a week. Yeah, I would say we maybe wait until April 6th. That's WrestleMania weekend. Um, like I was saying, we're not going to be able to do April 6th. <laughs> 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 um, I have to check with the wife because I think I got a vacation April 13th. So I would like to do a part de. So I got an idea for an 80s costume. I've already been throwing around. Oh, heavens. Uh, I, I am. I hate I hate to break hearts out there, but I am retiring the Richard Simmons shorty shorts costume. And uh, but I did find one that, believe it or not, pretty awesome. You're retiring the the Richard Simmons shorty shorts. I am. The the, the booty's gotten too bountiful for the booty shorts. <laughs> well, I don't see any reason why we need to continue this conversation this week. <laughs> Dude, what a turn this conversation went through. I mean, go, going into Burger Wars and all of a sudden we're... Reflecting on Dudley the Easter Bunny and how much we hate black licorice jelly beans. I love stuff like this when this happens. It's organic and it's fun, you know. And that's, I think that's part of the part of the charm of of the show is you you know we came into this thing with one idea and just just sitting here bullshitting. And it just took the conversation completely in a different realm. And not a lot of people can do that, man. Not, not, I have made a point to check out a different podcasts. Just, I mean, just something that comes across, like I'll go on Twitter and, and somebody I don't even know will share a link, but it's gotta be a genre that I'm interested in. And I kid you not, brother. Like, I think the longest I, I've, been able to maintain on on a fine like that is about the half an hour mark like i'll give them a half an hour and it's it's just goddamn brutal either the voices are less than appealing there's no chemistry with with the people on the show and i realize i i'm looking at it from a different set of ears or whatever or i'm listening to it through uh through different ears i'm looking at it through different eyeballs but like i i'm a consumer 
I am a listener. And if I can't get past the half hour mark on your show, there's a problem because I try to find the silver lining and everything. Well, okay, it wasn't this, but they have this going for them. And I'll be honest, man. So many people just don't have it. And, and what drives me nuts is they will sit there and portray themselves like they are the end-all, be-all. And it's like, fuck, man. Do you guys actually go back and listen to, you, to your stuff? Do you see where there's a, disc, a, a disconnect? A lot of people don't, and I understand that. Ego you know, comes into play. But when something is, or, is organic, and it just flows, and there is a chemistry. That shit is undeniable, undeniable, and that's what sets us apart from everybody else. I feel like, for the reasons that we just laid out. Yeah. Plus, we're you know pretty fucking cool. So. Well, I mean, we got that going for us. I, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Not a lot of people do what we do in the way that we do it. That's what makes us awesome. Yeah, I can I can see I can see the title of this episode now. Burger Easter. <laughs> <laughs> Burgers? No. Easter? Yeah. Yeah. And plus we, <laughs> we we already hopped ahead uh on Amy because I know I know Amy she'll she'll do an Easter episode, I'm sure. So ha, we got to jump on you, no pun intended. So. <laughs> Programming note: it's, it's Amy week this week, so you'll hear her on Saturday. Love that for me. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, love Amy. That. Um, and then you and Pope this week as well. Yep, that will be happening on Friday. That will drop at midnight on Friday, but Friday night, uh, uh, the Klaus and Q show will be live on ONTV. Uh, with Claude L. Edwards and myself on there. Looking forward to that. We got hot tag uh, tomorrow. Uh, I think you you may hear, and I'm not really sure as of this recording, we're scheduled to record the next episode of Shh, We Don't Talk About That with uh, Joanna and Natalie. But Joanna had surgery last week. And I'm not sure if she's going to be up to recording. I've been in in communication with her, it's going to be a game time decision. Um, so if we don't get a new episode of her show in, what we are going to do is do the pilot for the Pro Wrestling Rewind. So you will either get Joanna's show on Sunday or you will get the pilot for the Pro Wrestling Re Rewind podcast that's about to make its debut. Uh, then Amy on Saturday. Kristen will be back on Monday with with her latest episode of say what have you heard you have not heard her new open yet or or have you you gave me a preview of it i did okay she actually liked it and i was i was shocked i thought i was going to have to do a bunch of editing but she, she was cool with it i'm like done <laughs> perfect well listen everybody <laughs> click that like share button subscribe whatever you got to do get the word out on power tripping through the 80s we are your, we are the colored eggs in your Easter basket. We are not the black licorice jelly beans in your bag of brocks. You know, we are here for you. So give us a like, give us a share, hit the subscribe button, share us to your friends, uh, share us to your friends, share us to your family. 
because we're not going anywhere. So nope, we're here for the for the long haul. Love that for you guys. And be sure to check out the online store at cafepress.com forward slash PFC network. The website, as of right now, is still close to the heart. Uh, net, but this will be the last week for that. So, oh, is it is it going to two two girls one cup or whatever the hell it is dot com? No, <laughs> damn it. Cox, <laughs> socks and cocks dot com. <laughs> damn, that's going that's gonna be my new uh, what do you call that uh, 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 OnlyFans profile oh, name? Crocs, socks right. and cocks. Love it. Stay tuned to our socials, and we'll send the link to that. All right, man. Let's <laughs> no, get out don't of here. do that. <laughs> let's get out of here. We we appreciate everybody t- tuning in this week. Go out, be awesome to yourselves and to each other, and we'll see you next week right here on Power Tripping Through the 80s here on the PFC Entertainment Network. At any given time, everybody is going through something in their lives, and they need perhaps another perspective on how to tackle it. Maybe they need to be motivated. Maybe they need to be inspired. Hey everybody, I'm Jason Klaus, and we are inviting you to join us once a month as my friend Waddell Edwards and I take to the airwaves of Orion Neighborhood Television for the Klaus and Q Show. Each month, we will tackle a topic that will inspire you that will try to put things in a different perspective and to let you know that no matter what you're dealing with it's going to be okay it's the klaus and q show every month over on ontv you can find it exclusively on facebook.com forward slash orient ontv the klaus and q show as part of the pfc entertainment network